Hello, dear listeners. Have you been enjoying the comedic stylings of Dear Pod? We sure do hope so. You may be saying to yourself, Wow, golly gee, how can Dear Pod possibly release such quality content week after week? I wonder where I can get more, and I wonder how I may be a part of the fun. The answer is simple, my dears. Head over to our brand spanking new Patreon page and hit subscribe. With two different subscriber levels, you'll gain access to exclusive content, insider info, and the occasional hot wax. By becoming a subscriber, you make it possible for us to give you even more dirty dish throughout the week. So head over to patreon.com slash dearpodofficial and subscribe today. Let's get this show on the road! Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. Dear Ann Landers, my son got married Dear Ann Landers, we're very happy. Dear Ann Landers, wife and four families have seen a woman. Dear Abby, she thinks way too much. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Have you ever seen a CrossFit fail video? Yeah. It's a snuff film. Like they shouldn't, somebody should flag it as inappropriate. Somebody picking up 300 pounds worth of dumbbells, putting them over their head, and then and then doing that drop and run where they just let it drop behind them and you just see their shoulders come out of the sockets, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just like dangling by their side like Sesame Street mm-hmm. character. And, do, you remember, do, you remember, do you remember the like the old SNL skit, like the old all steroid Olympics and like Kevin Nealon's like about to go lift and he <laughs> yes. comes up and he rips his arm off. He's like, Oh my God. That's every CrossFit fail video. Do you remember? Uh, was it Hans? We're here to pump. Yeah. Hans and Franz. Hans and Franz. Yes, there it is. Now that's my kind of workout, a Hans and Franz workout, but CrossFit fail videos, just do yourself a favor and watch them and you will feel so much better about the future of your joints and tendons because you're well, not maybe it. maybe what your ladies club can purchase is one of those giant tractor wheels because that's all i see like just the, the guys of, of, it, you know that you uh, apparently can't do the workout with a shirt on you have to do it with your shirt off yep. and you lift the tire up and you throw it you lift it and throw it and- what you don't see is um at the table next to me in PT. Oh, what happened? Well, I bought this tractor, you know, wheel. I'm like, oh, got it. Okay, you just needed to say tractor wheel. What's wrong with yeah. your tractor? Like the the devices, the the props that you need to do CrossFit, and the names of the movements are all like <laughs> like somebody's grinder handle. It's like Ash Muncher and. <laughs> <laughs> And like ball digger, everything has this <laughs> this sexual angry edge to it. It's like nipple tweaker, do the nipple. <laughs> then you have to go into the hospital and be like, oh, how'd you throw your arm out? Nipple tweaking. I, but you know what? <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> like that's what everyone thinks. And then like the real people are like, okay, this is uh, hello, darlings, or good mornings. And I'm like, but that doesn't sound as aggressive as like punch your wife in the neck, <laughs> yes, you know, like yes. it's just really interesting. Like the people that are actually trained and have like a degree in these, mm-hmm. you know, like body science or whatever, Pilates, they have, yeah. they have more of like the, like, uh, I guess Zen titles for their workouts. Whereas mm-hmm. like 
other than skull crusher but i mean you're kind of doing that that's actually what you're you're kind of you know <laughs> i just i'm just that, crushing but. my skull right now yeah yeah, so it's like you get trained in yoga and Pilates. You've done thousands and thousands of hours of physiology and biology and really learned all the finer points. And then you have a bunch of women in a room and you say, everybody do sun salutations. And then you go to CrossFit and it's like, I trained this guy for two hours. Now everybody, <laughs> get on your back and do the testicle crusher. Ah, the titty twister. Ah, but it's always like sexual and angry. It's not just angry. It's it's like yeah. It it's like yeah. wife beater. So Stan, what did you do before CrossFit? Oh, I had my own dry cleaning business. Oh, and so how long have you been doing CrossFit since um, nine a.m.? <laughs> He's like, what's today? Like, oh. what's, what's today? Tuesday? Oh, yeah, since Sunday. But I feel like I'm safe, you know. Like I know when you're gonna hurt yourself. Now take We're this, doing... th- this entire John Deere, uh, you know, <laughs> hole digger. Ah, shove it up your ass for the sun salutation out your throat, you ass! It's like if Ann Landers were a workout regime, it would be CrossFit. Hey, you know Have what? Have you watched the Epstein thing? Um, of course I did. The worst part is, is that like, I like to get up and watch really intense, dark, horrifying, exposing documentaries when I wake up first thing in the morning. And we all know that I'm up at five to feed the hogs and, you know, I'm up early. So I was like, I'm going to take in, what's the first thing I want to take in? I know a documentary about like an entire village being raped and murdered, like, I don't ever go for light fare early in the morning, Mm -hmm. except I have been watching a little Curb Your Enthusiasm just to, you know, balance things out. Sure. I had never watched that show. Have you seen that? Ten seasons. Um, I want to say that I saw half of them. I think it's wicked funny. Yeah, It makes you realize how much of Seinfeld was Larry David. It's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when you yeah. watch it, you're like, oh, it, this was a lot of you writing this. Yeah. I mean, that's it's it's really smart. It's funny. It's oh, God. Yeah. So I'm not going to give a shut in shout out to a thing that's been around for 500 years. <laughs> Do you have any shut in shout outs? Well, you know what? I know it's going to sound whatever it's going to sound, but my shut in shout out is for everyone that is having the really fucking difficult conversations that they don't want to have mm-hmm. and pushing through it and are instead of doing their workouts are sitting in the street and you know are you shouting aiming for, at me shouting for change <laughs> why do you feel that do you feel no, your guilt I'm not. i feel no guilt i'm giving i'm living mm. i'm loving yes so um, shout outs to the yeah, protesters because, yeah I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing to kind of watch all the different neighborhoods and how they react and how they all come together and to hear everybody's, um, stories. And, um, I don't, it's, and it's, it's great. It's like, you know, it, it really kind of opens up more of a conversation between everybody and especially like, you know, our friends and to be like, it's like, it's kind of like, um, ripping, ripping the bandaid off and being like, okay, oh, that's 
I didn't realize that. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. And, and really kind of going in. And if, I don't know, like I, I am, I have said, I'm sorry. And I'm wrong since I think the day I came out of my, (laughs) my mother. So I, um, that's why people are, will always like, aren't you afraid of all the rejection as an actor? I'm like, Oh, that is nothing. That is I've been rejecting nothing. myself since birth. Yeah. I have been apologizing right. for my existence before anybody asked me to. Yeah. So, I was wearing an I'm wrong t-shirt at birth. But who knew this whole time we've been doing it for the gram. Mm. We were ahead of the curve here. Yeah. And being apologetic. Um, so, yeah, I would actually, uh, in keeping with that, staying with that theme, of course, what's what's interesting, again, like I said, is that we tape these weeks out. So uh, uh, by the time this comes out, which will be the end of June, who knows where we'll be, what will have happened, what change will have been, been enacted. I mean, I said to my Jules the other day, I said, I will never utter the phrase, ah, what's going to happen in a week? Ever again, ever again. It's been seven days that the, the protests and the march, the marches have been happening. And mm-hmm. look already, it has already started to have effect change and affect how people mm-hmm. are seeing things and the conversations that people are having. It's also even affected law. I mean, these guys have finally been arrested. They're going to be charged for their mm-hmm. crimes. I mean, we're still, who knows when this comes out, like where they'll be as far as that kind of stuff goes. But it's happening. I would say... I like making my shut-in shout-out really specific. Um, our friend L. Steven Taylor, who is in The Lion King, so talented, so much fun, so eloquent in how he's talking to people about getting information out of the, of the movement and Black Lives Matter, and he is marching every single day, and he's mm-hmm. doing a live stream from all these marches, and one of the things he said was, See how peaceful this is? This is what the news doesn't want you to see. Yep. Yeah. It, it honestly, like, it, that's true because they're, you know, what they're not showing you is when the protest is over and the cameras go away and then what happens when the police get a little handsy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a part where the media, it doesn't see that and part. It, yep. and, they, and they don't see, you know, they don't see the people on their stoops, like, you know, cheering on everybody. It's really like this, you know, it's it's just remarkable it's remarkable and it's kind of you know it's a little fucked up that you know people that are supposed to support us and to protect us can't say simple things like we were wrong we're sorry or any of that because that's what i mean i mean who can really say i mean it's how many times did it take bill clinton to admit that he was wrong probably like 17 press conferences and we're like (laughs) you're an asshole yeah, yeah, yeah. And just saying. No. because it's harder to, it's harder to admit that you're wrong because you're uh because it's just easier. But what's riveting to me is how and I, I as painful as this year has been, I think we're going to get a lot more real and a lot more transparent. We're going to have a lot more transparency. I think it's becoming so obvious how the news is is stoking the fires of rage in this country because one of the things that I'm taking in is is look at how you're ingesting the information you're getting and look at your sources and be thorough about your due diligence and do your studying, do your homework. And, you know, I check a lot of different news networks, not because I align with 
the politics of, you know, any other thing. But you have to look at, at how people in this country are ingesting their news. So mm-hmm. I I mean, look, it's no, no surprise to anybody. It's not like we're going to lose listeners by me saying I don't I, I can't stand Fox News. But I like to go over there every now and then look at what it is so that peop- I can see how people are interpreting what is being seen. So, mm-hmm. you know, then you look at CNN and then you see the flip side of the coin. And there's it's you're seeing news not through a factual lens. You're seeing it through how they want you to see it, because at the end of the day, it's clickbait. The more you click on these things, right. the more more rushes they're going to get to. It's, it's all about branding. It's all about industry. It's all about commerce. So the more you right. click on what I have, the more sensational it is, the more you're bound to do it. So, you know, I was, you know, it, it's interesting because I've been doing kind of like the same thing. And I just, we were watching a documentary the other night and they were showing like old newscasters, which was like Peter Jennings, Dan Rather, um, Tom Brokaw, uh, Ted Koppel, like all these guys. And like the way that they delivered everything, they didn't really have like their own spin on it. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it was just kind of like facts. they were just like these educated guys who were just giving you facts. And even on CNN where you're like, you know, granted, I, you know, everyone loves Anderson Cooper, but things like the eye rolling and like the over like personalization of everything. It's like, yes, but now you have jumped from news to your vision of everything. Absolutely. You know, because it's like it's peppered in with a little bit of facts. And I just think that it's a little bit to our detriment because then you go to the Fox and Fox is, you know, running the other way with that too. Absolutely. You know, it's like they're they're doing the eye rolling, they're doing the the, you know, somersaults and the, you know, donkey kicks and whatever the fuck else that and, they're doing. You're like the that's not even twisters like, and the yeah, nipple like, clampers. <laughs> Like the Democrats invented tornadoes. Prove it. That's what's happening. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> yes, I know. The stories about like what Democrats are capable of. <laughs> yeah. Or like all the time that they're saying what like the protesters are doing. And you're like, that's not, that's not, that's not even a video in the United States that you're showing. That's, <laughs> or like, that's, like, that's like a Walmart in Taiwan like, in the 80s. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Like you're showing footage from a Mel Brooks film. Yeah, that's young that's, Frankenstein. That's, that's not even us. <laughs> that's the hot dog eating competition from Meatballs. That's not. <laughs> this isn't. What? That's not Joe Biden. That's not Joe Biden. That's the Take on Me music video. That isn't even. <laughs> it's not even. That's, in, that's etched. It's not even. It's animated. That, <laughs> that's MC Scat Cat and Paul Abdul opposite the track. What are you saying? <laughs> that's not Paula Dean. That's Wallace and Gromit. I don't, you're not even talking about, and I do like that they do say like, "Oh, Democrats made up coronavirus for blah blah blah," and th- those are the uh, Democrats are the one that are all on the bridges together, so <laughs> like shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. So I guess we didn't make it up, but uh, no, if 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 that's true, if, if Democrats did all this stuff, but yet somehow we couldn't get Hillary Clinton elected, do you really think that we can concoct all this other shit, but we can't do anything that? I no, mean, come on, we're too lazy. Remember. Uh, remember when, like, you used to get your news at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m., or at least my parents, and then they'd watch yeah. Chronicle right afterwards, which they, they love, Chronicle in Boston. It's uh, it's like, um, oh, here's some fun things that are happening in Boston this week. I loved Chronicle. And then <laughs> there's the, my parents would watch the news, they'd watch Chronicle, and then they'd watch Phantom Gourmet. Now, these are, that's a Chronicle and Phantom Gourmet, Boston shows. Phantom Gourmet highlights New England restaurants 
and and he's a little he's a little phantom logo and he goes and he goes to these different restaurants and he eats and he's anonymous and you don't know that the phantom gourmet is there until suddenly you're featured on the phantom gourmet tv show so <laughs> until one day they're boarding up your restaurant yes, you're like, what the phantom was here <laughs> the phantom of your gourmet is here uh, and so we're watching it. I went back to visit my parents one time and I was watching the Phantom Gourmet. <laughs> and they was highlighting this place uh, called the cafeteria or something. And it's, of course, a buffet. And uh, since my parents can't seem to to resist a bloody buffet, which, thank God, the best thing that's going to come out of this pandemic is those friggin' things will be gone. So we're watching uh, this, this so. cafeteria place and we see my father. On Phantom Gourmet, he was in line at the buffet with his little tray, sliding it down, picking up some mashed potatoes, and we screamed. We were like, oh, my God, he's on TV right now. And he was upstairs, like, just playing on the computer, playing his games. And we're like, get down here right now. We rewound it. We're like, was this you? Were you eating at the cafeteria in Cambridge? Oh, you like that? The lasagna was great. My father is like the, um, what's that character? Cody? No, it's the, hey, you took my picnic basket. He's Yogi Bear. <laughs> well, hey, hey, it's time. It is so time, isn't it? All right, it's time. It is time to say welcome to Dear Pod, the Comedy and Advice podcast. I am your host, Rob Schneider. Oh, wow. And I'm your dream girl, Anika Nani Rose. And we're coming to you from both... Downtown Swingin' Hell's Kitchen. And the Maha Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Hello. <laughs> Hello, girls. Hello. 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 Oh, Squiggy, the ultimate sidekick. Lenny and Squiggy. One of the OG sidekicks with his curly, quirky hair. I'm glad he mentioned, I'm glad he brought them up. Now, let me ask you this. Uh Now, Laverne and Shirley are two women Mm -hmm. in Milwaukee Mm -hmm. living in a basement, and they don't lock their doors. What message are we sending? (laughs) Because Lenny and Squiggy never knock, they always just come in. Like most sitcoms, no one ever fucking locks their door. Well, it, it has to be unlocked. It has to be kept unlocked for comedy. And I hope that we bring I that know. back in the, in the, in the, you know, why not? Why not? We'll have a, let's bring back safety. I don't know. It'd be, what if they, you know. What if we went back there? in time and changed every sitcom to lock the door? Kramer <sighs> would never exist. No. Think about the, be, the characters that could never enter the scene if your doors were locked. Well, they would all be, what's his name, from Home Improvement. Everybody's a Wilson, yes. He he yeah. keeps a distance. He's socially distant. He's safe. And his face mm-hmm. is half covered. He's ahead of his time. So today, like all days, if if you're online and you want, you want to click something not serious, <laughs> please, please, oh, please. Click us. Follow us. Follow us at Dear Pod Official on your Twitter and your Insta. Um, more Insta than Twitter because, ugh, I just hate tweeting. Um, find, uh, you can find our website, dearpotofficial.com, our ye old email address if you want to reach out old school, you know, 
Pony Expressway, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. And of course, our very wonderfully timed Patreon page, where if you want to be a patron of people who make you laugh, we will give you extra special treats. We have two different levels of uh, Patreon subscription with all sorts of fun little bells and whistles that'll go with it. So go over to patreon.com slash DearPod official. And one day we will actually make you laugh again. again. It will happen. It has to. The happiness has to come back at some point. The pendulum has to swing the other way. We're just going to come back smarter. God forbid we need to uh, evolve, you know? So uh, today, if we're going to really lighten things up, and oh, are you ready? Today's theme is vacation. Vacation all I ever wanted. Vacation getaway. It's Belinda Carlisle, right? I'm not making that up. It's the go go. It's the go go. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: Belinda Carlisle was my first concert ever. Like the Circle in the Sand. Tour? Yes, I literally was gonna say Circle <laughs> in the Sand. I hate you so much. Circle in the Sand. It was in the Boston Commons. I had a triple layer skirt on. I had some of the highest shoulder pads, which, by the way, I have a broad shoulder to begin with. So when you put, it's like a hat on a hat. So I look, I look like I am a linebacker if I have shoulder pads on. I can't imagine seeing like a ten-year-old girl with shoulder pads up to like her ears being like, do I look good? Does it define me? Do I have that V shape? <laughs> like young kids were wearing massive shoulder pads, huge B. Arthur shoulder pads. Yeah, it was like Alyssa Milano, like when she was in her teens and she's like, I'm going out. And she's got like this like huge, like salmon colored jacket with these these pads <laughs> and like the, the giant like mall hair and you're like where is she where is it why is it, why are all of our girls now suddenly going to some kind of weird board meeting with jeans <laughs> with a high-waisted acid wash jean yeah like uh don't tell the mom don't tell mom the babysitter's dead we're uh what's her name is what's oh, her name christina applegate christina applegate alston she's wearing these blazers yes. the high-waisted pants but that that kind of outfit made her boss believe that she was older than she was, that she was more mature because she could pull off those shoulder pads. And she really could like, but I couldn't like if there was, if it was like a shadow play and somebody blasted a light from behind me and you saw the figure of me on a wall and it, it, you'd be like, Oh, that guy plays for the 49ers. It was, it's huge. I do. I have a broad shoulder. People don't know that. Um, so, this week's theme, vacation, going on vacation, taking vacations. It's an interesting time to have, have vacation as a topic. Well, yeah, I it's, it is interesting because everybody's vacations are pretty much shit canned this year because life mm-hmm. has essentially become, no, I don't want to say a vacation. A vacation meaning you're unemployed and, and it's depressing, but hey. Uh, we used to have vacations, and the thing is, look at me. You're going to have vacations again soon. You are. You are. Don't shake your head and know at me. See, they can't see you. They can only hear you. Uh, okay, 
let's let's take a dream. Dream with me for a second. Are you ready? Okay. Sure. Tomorrow, all this is done. Gone. The world is at peace. Oh. All viruses are gone from the system. We are back to normal. And you have 10000 bucks in your bank account that you didn't have the day before, and you're supposed to use it specifically on a vacation. Where do you go? Set the scene. Wow. Dead air. <laughs> Everything a podcast needs. Um, I guess I would go to, if I had $10,000, I'd probably I'd get as many sleeping pills as I possibly could mm -hmm. and then get on a flight to go to Australia. Oh, God, that is so on my bucket list. It but is. I best, just wish that the most deadly things didn't exist there. Yeah, that, and I wish, I don't like to be traveling for that long period of time. You I know. don't mind it. Uh, you know. It's, it's like 24, aren't you in an airplane for 24 hours? Well, you have to get off of it every now and then, right? No. It's a direct flight? You can take a direct flight to Australia? I don't know. I don't know. But still. It's a long time. It takes you a minute to get there. Uh, Same thing with Singapore. Uh, I would sure. do Greece. Greece has really kind of come into my brain as a vacation spot that I want to experience more well, so Greece than Italy. And I have never, really? like a lot of people want to go to Italy and do this, that, and the other. Uh, for, and you'd think with the amount of wine that I ingest that I would want to do that. I would rather go to Greece. I, I'm going to evaporate as soon as I walk off the flight and the Grecian sun hits my delicate, thin, wafer-thin, lily-white skin. And then the sun is going to hit me, and there's going to be a little red smudge on the tarmac. <laughs> and then my jewels is going to have to scrape up my ashes and take me to the Acropolis. What is, that is a very strangely shaped mosquito. Oh, that was Erin <laughs> McGuire. Oh. oh, my God. I've seen her smudge. I got to see her smudge live. She's a legend. <laughs> so we've got some articles that have to do with vacation that make us feel like we're going to go on vacation and maybe bring up some common gripes, which seems to be a running theme. Like, well, I will never complain about a vacation ever again. I don't even care if, like, if I was I was there with, <laughs> like, who's the worst murderer Me. right now? Like, Get me with the staircase guy. Yeah, there you go. Send me with the police <laughs> on a trip to Greece. And that's a great rhyme. We'll have a good time. So, yes. Vacation. Go beat up a mime. <laughs> go, you stupid time. That's T-H-Y-M-E. <laughs> All right. I'm spiraling out. Uh, so we have articles today with the theme of vacation. Um, why don't you start us off? Show me something. Give me something. Sure. Okay. Okay. Let me just... me putting things in my mouth that I find on a table. Excuse me? It's like I'm turning into my father. My father will find any sort of stupid thing on a table and pick his teeth with it. It's like, it's gross. Go on. That's gross. Um, this is from the Globe. The Globe Gazette, Mason City, Iowa, September 5th, 1962. Twas a Wednesday. Mm. Dear Abby, is there a housewives union? If not, let's start one. I work 365 days a year and not a dime for overtime. 
Do I get two weeks vacation like my husband? Not on your life. If we go away for a vacation, he finds a place with a kitchen attached, and I still have to cook, do dishes, and take care of the children. When do we get kitchen police get a when do we kitchen police get a, a rest? Only when we are in the hospital having a baby, and then we're too sick to enjoy it. Signed in favor of a union. Dear M. Husbands need to be gently needled into giving their wives occasional vacations without the children. It's marvelous for the morale. Get organized, lady. You don't need a union. You need a more perfect union with your husband. <laughs> she, wait, she added with your husband at the end? She was like, she wrote it, and at the end she was like, a more perfect union, period. With your husband. You know, yeah. you know, right? It's like, no, you but, didn't need I mean, to add that. Oh, we got it. You used the quotation. <laughs> you didn't need to gild the lily. It's fine. It's fine. But the yeah, husband. Uh, I, can't, I can't imagine the, some, your husband just went out and like, this is going to, this is a great place. We've got a full kitchen because that's really what everyone is looking for in exactly. a vacation. Yes. A place that's got a fully operational kitchen. Because you want to make like your own food the whole time you're there. It's a rundown house. Um, you have to restore it yourself um, in order to enjoy it. I'm like, wait, what? And yeah, you have uh, to construct wallpaper. all the furniture. <laughs> yeah. And it's all Ikea. So it's going to take you one hour to put one chair together. Here's your Allen wrench. So. Happy vacation. <laughs> There's only one. There's only one Allen wrench. I'll be at the beach with all my guy friends. <laughs> At first, when you by, wait, go ahead. By the way, we're having turkey for dinner. You have to go kill it, and then you have to cook it. <laughs> it's running around the backyard. <laughs> wow, Montana sure is beautiful. Look at all these bison. Yep, here's a shotgun. I'll see you in six hours. Oh, and could you keep all the fur? Skin it. You have to bat it out. Put it on a line. Uh, when you first said, um, why don't I get a vacation? My first thought was like, the guy gets two weeks vacation is like, peace. And he just leaves, <laughs> just leaves her at home with kids. Like what? What the? Like what? I'm going to Greece. Chair is still spinning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ew. Uh, where the hell are they going? Where they going? Um, I don't know, but I've never heard of anyone. Like, like, can you honestly imagine if Jim's like, I have this perfect house. We rented this perfect, great, like, great space, a huge kitchen because you're going to be cooking all week. <laughs> like, why would let's? There's a, already a problem with this theory yes, that you're I, putting forth. I'm aware. As somebody who can only stack foods, pre-made foods, on top of other foods, my Jules sure. would never turn to me and say, "You're going to cook." Unless every day, you. unless it's like, oh, who wants cereal? Cereal's great. Lunchtime. Who wants cereal? <laughs> okay. Dinner time. Who wants cereal? <laughs> that would be your whole vacation was just things that I could drop in other things. You're I, like Sharon Mermaid. I yeah, get it. I could, exactly. I, it would just be um, skewers with marshmallows and dots sure. on them, like gummy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> dots. Dots that rip your fillings out. Mmm, this tuna and dots is really good. 
However did you put that combination together? Wow. Oh. Nerds and milk. What a lovely <laughs> cereal. Wasn't there a nerd cereal? There was a nerd cereal Probably. at one point. I know because that's all I ate when I was a kid. I had so much sugar before 9 a.m. It's shocking. Corn pops. What's in that? What's in that hummus? Cookie crisp. Oh. <laughs> Are these fruity mm. pebbles on top of this broccoli? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just how I grew up. Reminds me of home. <laughs> oh my God, there was nerd cereal. Let me look at this. Even seeing this box. James, my Jules, uh, just is, he brought up the picture. And like, even looking at this makes me go into a Shelby diabetic shock. Can you see it? Oh, I don't remember ever seeing that. I remember this. Yes. <laughs> and it was cereal. Mm. One side was Grape cereal, grape cereal. Wrap your brain around that. 9 a.m., okay. you're like, roll out of bed, stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of nerd cereal. <laughs> 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 and can you imagine, like, giving a kid, a, like, a child whose body is growing and forming, you pour some grape cereal down in front of him with, like, a, a full fat whole milk and say, good luck learning today, kid, under those fluorescent lights. It's a miracle that any of us are living, seriously. I, I mean, I think I was just raised on sugar. I, like we've we mentioned before, the, the, the cookie crisp for breakfast is really just cookies for breakfast. I don't know what anyone is thinking. Or like Raisin Bran, if you ever look at a Raisin Bran now, look at the Raisin. It's basically like it's sugar, and I think there's a raisin in there. But I will because, not lie. I had a bowl of it recently <laughs> because. But are like look at that that raisin. That raisin looks like Ali Sheedy's head in Breakfast Club. There's so much like dandruff on it <laughs> yes, yes. that it is like it's like, like fossilized. It's sugared and it's hard and it like cracks your teeth. That's not a, a raisin that's found in the wild. A raisin is already sweet. Why is there sugar on it? I don't understand. That's like putting sugar on a sugar cube. You're like, ma'am, but it's a sugar cube. It's already covered in sugar. <laughs> it's like the CrossFit of raisins. It's taking it to the next level. Oh, raisin ball buncher. <laughs> Ass munching raisin bran. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let me give you one of my articles. R.E. Vacation. Um, this, this is very specific for you and I, as we are dog lovers slash dog owners. This comes from the Traverse City Record Eagle. Oh, there's another word in there. Oh. Traverse City Record Eagle. Traverse City, Michigan. No surprise there. January 30th, 1973, a Tuesday. Title, Vacation Time Goes to the Dogs. Dear Ann Landers, our daughter is married to a nice young man. They both have busy careers and do not care to bring children into what they call this crazy mixed-up world. Amen, sister. My husband and I... Of course, are sad that we will never be grandparents. She is our only child. But we have never said a word about our disappointment. What I am writing about is, for the past four years, they have left their two large dogs with us for two weeks while they went on a winter vacation. Their housekeeper takes her vacation at the same time, and they say their dogs become depressed in the kennel and do not eat well. My husband and I don't want the dogs again, and told them so. Our daughter says we are selfish, that she has never heard of parents like us, and she closed her little speech with, What are parents for? 
Now I feel guilty. Although I know I should not. Please, say something. <laughs> Anything. Signed, Albuquerque Problem. Dear Al, if your daughter honestly believes parents are to leave dogs with, it's just as well that she and her husband don't have any children. Don't collapse to her selfish demands. If she doesn't want to put the dogs in a kennel, let her hire a sitter. Um, I was told in no uncertain terms after I brought Izzy and Scotch to my parents' house and I had to go out for an afternoon. Oh, it was an evening. That's what it was. I came back to do shows in Boston and I had to leave to go do a show and I forgot to bring their crates and... Um, my mother was forced to walk the dogs, and she said to me, so frazzled, by the, they, these are not animal owners. My parents, we grew up with cats. You could leave a cat alone for five years. You'd come in, and they'd be like, oh, did you just get back from the market? Like, it wouldn't phase them. <laughs> you could look like an entirely different person. They're like, I don't give a shit. This, this thing that you put in the corner that constantly feeds me, that's my mother. So, Whatever. So they don't know that, like, you have to walk dogs. Like, they know it, but they don't. They're not used to that lifestyle. And my mother's first reaction to anything ever now is always, you know, I'm in my 70s. Any, anything. Every, that's the answer for all of it. It's like, oh, do you want some Fruity Pebbles? You know, I'm in my 70s. And she said she was like, if you ever go away for any extended period of time, and what you think the next sentence is going to be is, they can stay with me. And she was like, I can't do this. If you ever go away for any extended period of time, I won't do this. So we have no choice. They have to stay. Um, well, we're good. This will be the first time ever because we have to go see my Jules's mother in July and go mm -hmm. down and visit her uh, and go through, you know, we're going to his father's funeral and all that, like on the other side of all this COVID insanity. So it's already like, fraught with tension and that's going to be the first time that we're sort of doing a big travel and and the littles have always been with us this whole time so this is going to be the longest that they've ever stayed in a kennel which a kennel which we love so much and they're so good and they're going to be around dogs and they love them and like it's the best possible scenario but we're we have to keep them in a kennel it makes me so nervous yeah that makes me nervous i was in charge of well not me but <clears throat> um, a while back, our friend had a cat and she um, was going out of town and she said, can you two please just check in on my cat um, just to make sure I'm, I'm gone for a while. I'm like, all right, let's, we'll, yeah, we'll do it. It was more of my friend's friend than mine. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, all right. Um, but let's keep in mind the both of us, except the story, the both of us are allergic to cats. Like, if we look at a cat at a t on a TV screen, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna start sneezing. <laughs> you never so, watched I'm Sabrina like, the Teenage Witch, then? What a shame! <laughs> no. So we're about to go in, and we're like, okay, so here's the plan: we're gonna go in, we're gonna check the water, we're gonna check the food, we're gonna look at the cat, and then we're gonna get the hell out of here. Great, and don't touch anything. Don't breathe. Don't touch anything. We go in, we're like, oh, okay, and we're. Um, we're like looking for the cat. We can't, can't really find it. I'm like, all right, you go find the cat. I'll go do the water and whatever. So we do that. And, um, 
then my friend turns to me and she's like, uh, I can't find it. I said, what are you talking about? She's like, I can't find the cat. I'm like, what are you talking Are you for real? And she's like, oh, holy shit, the door's open. I'm like, what? <gasps> no. She's like, the door's open. You didn't close the door? I'm like, you didn't close the door? It's like one of those like, sitcom things. <laughs> and um, so we're like racing up and down. We're like, look at this fucking cat or whatever. And we're like, holy shit, holy shit. So we go back into the apartment. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Oh my God. I don't know. And then also we hear, then also we hear this meowing. And I'm like, where the fuck? What? Oh, so the cat's in here. Great. Close the door. Let's find the cat. I don't know where the cat is. Maybe like I, so um, we keep hearing it, but then we can't find it. So we're like, what? Oh my God. Like whatever, like whatever his name is, Whiskers. Ah. It's like Marco Polo. And every time, like, it's like, if I had a blindfold on, I'm like, how did that cat move to the other side of the room? I'm like, right here. It's a studio apartment. <laughs> He's throwing his voice. He's throwing his voice. <laughs> so then I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I think it's in the couch. Yeah. So like I get, so I get on my hands and knees and I look underneath the couch and I'm like, I think the cat's in there. And of course, then there's like a hand, a paw that comes out. <gasps> a hand would be a little bit more frightening, but <laughs> a paw comes out <clears throat> and my friend's like, I think you have to, get it out of the couch. I'm like, Oh, you're kidding me. Right. She's like, no. So I'm like, I, I'm like, all right. So I, I get, I'm now on the ground on her shag carpet. Oh my God. Your throat is closed. My throat is I'm, closing <laughs> hearing this. I, uh, I'm just putting an EpiPen in my leg right now, just in case, <laughs> just for telling the story. And, and, um, I'm trying to get this cat out. I'm like, how the fuck did this cat get in the sofa? Like it had ripped the sofa apart to like crawl in and it's like I'm like here kitty like just tear like trying to pull at the cat by the time I come through like through I look like <clears throat> what's her name from um the witches of Eastwick I have like so many like scrapes and like like cherry pits all over my face and I'm like all right let's go and I look down at what I'm wearing and I'm I'm just like covered in like emergency room like I'm just like I can't I'm, I'm like, I think we need to go. I think we need to go. Like, I can't. Like, my, my tongue is swollen. My eyes are too swollen. I can't do anything. I'm like, this is great. It's like that scene from Hunger Games where that girl gets stung by the tracker jackers and her face just blows up and she looks like Eric Stoltz from Mask. Yeah. That's just. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. I was going to say, yeah. as you're telling the story, because my cat used to do that, would go in the lining of a yeah. couch like on yeah. top like why is this a cat thing it's like their hug box or something it's like <laughs> when i stayed at this house and they they had like they had a huge cujo dog and the thing had that neck collar on because it was one of those electrified fences and i was staying in the apartment above their garage coming home late at night after a show so it's like 11:30 this thing comes out of the woods because he's quote an outdoor dog what the what the fuck? An outdoor dog is a wolf. That's what that is. Correct. And and he came running at me like teeth out and shit. Scared the ever living crap out of me. This happened two like, nights that, in a row. Is that is that Jody Foster? No, that's our dog. That's our dog. Oh. <laughs> God, they're so angry. Isn't why is Jodie Foster so angry? And why do you give her a bed in your house? She She's angry because of contact. She should have gotten an Academy Award <laughs> nomination for it. It was stellar work. Read me another article. All right. This is from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Fort Worth, Texas. 
October 13th, 1999. Oh. It's late. Late in her career. Yes. <clears throat> it's just a high, a high uh, pearl choker just in this picture. Oh, a choker. So it's, no, it's black velvet then if that's the case. Yes. Yeah. Dear Abby, my wife and I made a serious mistake. We told some friends that we were planning a vacation cruise and when we were going. We always travel alone because who can take another couple 24 hours a day for 12 days? We like to do our own thing our own way. Well, one couple, good friends of ours, casually mentioned they might be joining us. And we are horrified at the thought. Where do people get the idea that they can invite themselves on someone else's vacation? We don't want to insult them or hurt or cause hurt feelings. How do you tell them that we prefer to travel alone without hurting their feelings? Signed, horrified in Florida. You're horrified. Some people assume they are closer friends than they actually are, and others do not understand boundaries. Waste no time in telling these, quote-unquote, good friends that you use these vacations to privately renew the romance in your marriage. Ew. And that as much as you like them, having them along on your vacation, it would destroy the intimacy. Then, cross your fingers. <laughs> I don't usually request this of you, but if you could maybe... <laughs> Go with me on this improv, will you? Sure. Uh, you want to get another couple that you went on vacation with once who now think that they are going to go on vacation with you at infinitum. You need to get yeah. rid of them. You need to turn them off. Now you need to pretend that you're going on some sort of sex-crazed intense weekend. How do you get out of it? Mm -hmm. What do you say to them? Um. So, wait. So have they said, oh, yeah, we booked that cruise too? Um, no, they, or they're like, we're thinking of it. They're, we're thinking of it. Um, we, we should go with you guys. Let's go mm -hmm. with you. We're going to, we're going to go too. Oh my God. You guys are going on that cruise. Then you know what? We'll go also. Oh, great. Um, it's, I, I love this cruise. It's a totally vegan cruise. So there's like <laughs> no meat, there's no dairy. The, oh, okay. And there's like, the nights are wonderful. There's BDSM night, which is actually <laughs> three nights because it's, you are actually you actually don't know how long that night is because you you've been in captivity for x amount of time <laughs> yeah. oh okay yeah all the rooms are windowless um because <clears throat> all the crew has like the ones with the balcony um there's no running water it's 12 days but like no running water it's very earthy it's very um it's great because it's like there's the lilith fair is actually taking place there also <laughs> Little uh, Fair 2020. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, oh, where are you going? Oh, what, I thought we were, you don't want to discuss it? Or, no, you don't? Oh, oh, okay, bye. And Sarah McLaughlin is the captain. <laughs> Every announcement is, good morning. It's I me, Sarah McLaughlin. remember that Pinochle happens on the back deck <laughs> at 4 p.m. <laughs> Every <laughs> announcement makes you burst into tears. <laughs> and there's like, they're like, today... <laughs> Good good morning. Uh, there will be a an afternoon vigil for all seventeen people that just spontaneously committed suicide on the promenade deck <laughs> after pinochle. <laughs> will you remember that the, the, the Titanic started off as a cruise also, and everybody was really happy until most of them died? Don't be a viewing let of <laughs> like every show on the cruise. It's like it's like. It used to be Footloose, but now they're doing the Challenger disaster. What kind of musical <laughs> is this? <laughs>
<laughs> the Sarah McLaughlin cruise. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. If cruises come back, I would take that cruise. Okay. Wow. How do we even top this? We still have another article to go. My God. <laughs> Before I even go into the moth report. Gee, this show's never ending. Okay. I'm going in. This is from the Herald and Review in Decatur, Illinois, August 16th, 1974. Dear Ann Landers, Summer means vacation to most people, but to others, it means one clump of relatives after another, more work and higher food bills. I've seen plenty of letters in your column about sponging vacationers, but I've never seen my problem. Will you please tell me how some people have the nerve to come for a few days after having visited other friends and relatives, and the first thing they do after the initial hug and hello is to ask, where's the washer and dryer? This happens to me repeatedly, and I can't understand it. One couple had been traveling for 10 days, and they were heading home after a weekend with us. They brought three suitcases full of dirty laundry. Mrs. Clean washed and ironed every soiled item before she left. I can see why it might be necessary to rinse out a few things, but everything? Am I wrong to think this is rude and inconsiderate? Don't they know detergent, bleach, and electricity aren't free, not to mention the time taken from visiting? I love company, but running a free laundromat isn't my bag. Tell a man. They might listen to you. Signed, Washed Out. Dear Washed, since no guests have ever done their laundry in my house, I don't need to tell them. You, however, should speak up the minute someone asks, where's the washer and dryer? Just say, this is a vacation, dear. Do your work when you get home and make it stick. Ann! I mean, are you for real? Mm-hmm. Like Three suitcases. Three suitcases. That's awesome. It's Before just... they even start. Before they even start yep. the vacation. Yeah, I'm just going to come right in. It's time to wash. It sounds like this has happened more than one time. Like... This is when you pull your friend aside and say, listen, you dirty fuck. You bring one more piece of dirty laundry into my house. I don't want your silky, dirty, filthy mundandis to linger with my delicate skimpies and flimsies. Do you understand me? I would tell them that, oh, I just washed all my, uh, I just washed my dog bed. Um, my kid got violently exorcist sick upstairs, so all the sheets are in it. Uh-huh. We had um, a gay orgy, and uh, so obviously someone shipped the sheets. So that's in there now. And then right after that, that's when you can, you can use yeah. it. Just someone actually just shit like, oh. right in there. So, you know, <laughs> do a barrel yeah. rinse, you know. Uh, uh. I mean, I couldn't even imagine. I could. That's such a. I could not even like. Wh- how? Why would you travel with three things it of dirty laundry? It sounds like they were their last stop on their vacation. But I just wonder if this isn't something that's happened before because it seems to be like other people should. I don't know. It just seems the way it was worded that like these people are a stop somewhere along the way. They must live in one of those like crappy in between areas that it's just like a pit stop between cool cities. And they'll stay there for a night and and just use it as like an Airbnb. I, I mean, I've I had mean, people come to stay with me. Like, people have stayed with us, but they've stayed for an extended period of time. So, yeah, sure. Use the laundry. I don't care. I don't really care about that. I mean, like, three suitcases, though, full of stuff. I don't know. It depends on if this is, like, a recurring problem with them and th- this person. I don't know. Well, and then again, like, how big are the suitcases? Like, is it like, you know, like, 
two like kid sized Barbie suitcases, which is really just nothing, no. and then one huge army duffel. This was the seventies, so those are those like American tourister cloth, the ones that like they were first trying to bring out wheels on suitcases, remember? And you had to like balance yep. on these two little tiny rolling casters, but there was there was like no science behind the weight distribution of it. So you tried it, but you just drag it. You just drag it flat on the ground. Let me just say this though. I have always had like a duffel because the amount of times that I've either tripped, nearly tripped or knocked out all my teeth following someone with their own rolly bag, Mm -hmm. who instead of like doing it, like rolling it alongside you, they're like kind of dragging it like dragging Wilma Flintstone, just kind of dragging it. So it's like six feet. So basically it's like Naomi Campbell through like the terminal, just like a long train of shit. And you're like hustling, bustling, hustling, bustling. And you just trip over all of their shit. And they're like, I can't, you're going to make me late. I'm like, why is your bag all the way down there? If you are up here, would keep it anyway. Oh my God, Patty. I hate to admit I'm Naomi Campbell. (laughs) I do I that. You. I hate a duffel bag. I don't do I hate well a duffel bag duffel too bag. now. Yeah, I, I hate them because of I'm a delicate flower and you put that on me and my spine is made out of ash and there's and I just shove way too much baggage in my luggage. So and most of it, yes, turns dirty. So a duffel bag and I'll if given the space, I will fill every square inch that you give me. Okay. Sure enough. Are we are we fighting now? No. No. I understand the rolly bag. I purchased a rolly bag, but I have it like as close to me as possible. So I also don't want to create a disturbance because I don't like to draw attention to myself. Uh, there we go. And it all comes back to how can I best serve you? And I'm apologizing for my body all the time. Yes. I'm constantly. keeping myself tight and I am taking up as very little of your air as, as possible. Yeah. I know I'm wearing a veil. It's fine. It's fine. I know I'm not looking you in the eyes, especially when you're a cat. Well, you know who exactly. it, you know what we shouldn't apologize for? There's someone the we should not apologize for. Exactly. And what she's wearing. And if she'd wash her clothes in somebody else's house. And if she's Good afternoon. <gasps> Good afternoon. Aren't you precious and proper? <laughs> Patty, are you there? Totally. Huh? I'm here. Patty, I'm here. are you Hi, okay? Patty. Are you Hi, okay, Aaron. Patty? Uh, hello. Hello. Welcome to the Moth Report, you moth. Why, thank you. I'm happy to be here, as always. I feel like she you took elocution again, lessons. Again, I was just starting to nod off. I don't know what that what is it about this time of day? Why don't you work in tea or something? Why can't this is that time? Know. Did yes, Jim vibrate you awake? No, no. This time, I was. I knew the call was coming, and so I had the phone right next to me. I said, "There's no way because it's got. I get the bell up loud. It sounds like a real telephone. I've done everything to wake me up when this happens. The so. call was coming from inside your house, man. From inside your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> 
inside your yes, pants. And, and and speaking of weather, it's like kind of. I mean, yesterday I was dying from the heat and humidity. Today I'm frozen. I've got the heat on. I'm still in New Hampshire. I've got the heat on on the porch. Oh, it's very comfy, cozy out here. And uh, but it's windy and cold outside. So <gasps> you never know what you're going to get in, in New England. This is true. I feel like Mother Nature is going to want to get in on this action pretty soon. She was like a pandemic, protests, <laughs> hold my yep, beer. Yep. I'm coming in. <laughs> it's hurricane season, baby. That's right. Yeah, it's very windy, very windy. And we're loaded with Kennedys here, which are Did she just annoying. say Kennedys? Canada. Canada. Canada geese. Canada geese. <laughs> like, the, like the jacket? There's a whole bunch of coats around Canadian geese? <laughs> oh, God, they're horrible. They, they kind of take over golf courses and anything with lawns. Well, they've, well they've so discovered... let's be honest. So do the Kennedys. I mean, they were... They were migrating back home, back north, but they they didn't they never went. <laughs> so now we're, we're kind of plagued with them. They're everywhere. That there's a lot of green grass. They like to eat the grass, but the problem is their droppings are monumental, <laughs> and it is very annoying. <laughs> what you're saying is that thought, they're coming up and taking huge dumps on your front right. yard. And and I saw the kid next door. It was actually kind of funny. Out on his beach, uh, they had done their business, and you know, because we're not here all the time, so they they come in and they eat everything that's growing, and then they poop it out. And the kid was on his beach, and he had a golf club, and he was using the golf club to hit them out of the out into the water. What? He was getting. <laughs> I thought I was seeing things. That's how bad these droppings are. But he's also you perfecting can... his swing. So this kid that's is a right. genius. That's right. That's like that's a silver lining, I guess, right? It is. You can, <laughs> can hone your skill. Yeah. If you want to get up to 150 yards, the best way is to kick out some. To, oh, Patty, because Patty and I go to driving ranges all the time. You know what? Instead of balls next time, let's just do, do Canadian geese poop. There you go. There you go. You're down to do that. Oh, God, we're going to be golfing together soon enough. Madam, this week's theme is vacation. Oh, God. Yes. Vacation. Vacation. Uh, are you so we planning? have a question for you. Uh-oh. Okay. Have you ever had anyone show up wherever you're staying and bring pounds and pounds and pounds of dirty laundry just to hmm. utilize your so, machine? No, but I know somebody who does that. <gasps> uh, I want oh. names. Yeah. No way. Would you ever <laughs> tell me? Does it me? rhyme with... Does it rhyme with Marin Aguirre? <laughs> I, I was going to say the only one that's ever done that to me is my daughter. Karen Fegwire? <laughs> Karen the liar. <laughs> no, nobody has come to visit you and, and has said, you know what, let me go do my laundry. No, but I think that's really outrageous if that's if that's the case. Wait, but as I said, I do know somebody who does that. Can you, without but using I, names, can you explain? No, I'm not using any. I'm not using anything. Uh, just somebody, of, you know, a friend of a friend, and uh, she was telling me somebody I used to work with, but anyway, uh, telling me that you know, talking about somebody coming to visit, but every time she comes, she brings them load of laundry. This is a real Go thing. Yeah, people do that. I don't know. Maybe they just have—they don't have a washer of their own, and they'll bring, 
what you know <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of like hitting two birds with one stone i'm coming for a visit and to do my laundry laundry is a very <laughs> personal thing and she says this because the woman next door has um clothes lines outside and she still air dries all of her laundry like she's living in 1890 tuscany and she puts everything she owns, she washes it like by hand. I think she slaps it on a rock and then she dries it on a line, but she dries everything. So my mother everything. has literally seen this woman airing her dirty laundry. Like her undies but. are out there. There's bras that are just hanging, <laughs> waving in the wind. You, you walk yeah, outside yeah. in the morning and you salute to it and you start your day. <laughs> but uh, but once in a while, it, it's funny because like occasionally I have found when Erin has visited and left and done laundry before she left, once in a while she'd leave something behind accidentally in the in the washing machine. And it would be like, it's always like a song or something. <laughs> like that. Well, that's not mine. That's Heck, is it mine? It's teeny, 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 weeny, and it isn't mine. <laughs> So I throw it in the dryer with everything else and throw it in the drawer in your bedroom. Look, ew, ew, my mother's touched my butt floss. Ew. Your mom has talked far too long about you and the song that which you own and wear on the podcast. I thank you very much for this illuminating moth report. I have to go call my therapist now. Me too. I have to go find a therapist. <laughs> I have to go douse my eyes with bleach. <laughs> I have to go drink it after you're done with that. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, I'm going to have a glass of wine right now. <gasps> oh, good. Yes, Thank God. I, I bought wine today, so we're good. Ooh. Well, go and get hammered on behalf of us. Enjoy your Riesling. I will. And uh, enjoy my thongs. <laughs> Not even uh, thinking about it. I'll... Uh, I'll, if like ever I need a slingshot, I'll, I'll use it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good okay, luck with easy. that. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye, Caddy. Bye, Bye. Aaron. Bye, Jim. Bye. Wherever you are. Okay. See you later. Bye. <laughs> oh. Is that is this the time where we play the, the song song from Cisco? I think, yeah. I think actually that should be playing underneath all of it. I think that the Moth Report music should come to a screeching halt and then we pivot to Cisco's thong song. That yeah. was I wanna say horrifying, but it was really more illuminating. Cause it also explains to me like where half of my clothes have gone. She's wearing them. She's making an errand doll. And I know that I have thongs that have stuff written on them, like enter here, exit only. I can only picture her getting a pair of tweezers and removing them from the side of the the laundry barrel. You know, like, sure. oh, God. Wow, that was one hell of a moth report. I think I need okay. to cleanse the palate. What do you say? I need to shake my brain up. And uh, we only have shake one question today. Brain. So it's yeah, time for... Listen to me, listen to mail on Instagram mail. Someone wrote to our email. Can you believe that we've got an email about vacation, vacation, vacation? All I ever wanted. Like, is that Belinda Carlisle or an AK-47? Is somebody spinning the wheel of Wheel of Fortune? Well, this week we actually have two questions, but they're of an obscenely similar nature. 
So we have yes. given one answer to, to accommodate two said questions. So would you like to read one of them and I'll read the other and then we'll just mix it up. Yes, yes, yes. Dear Pot, how do I gently tell my husband that I really don't enjoy visiting his family? I know his family is important to him, and but my idea of vacation is not being stuck in a family squabble for a week and a half. It's tense and not very relaxing. I normally suck it up for the sake of family, but I don't think I can do that much longer. Sign, I'm pulling my hair out in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And the other one was, let me see if I can find it. Oh, <clears throat> dear Pot. Vacation season is upon us again, and as always, I dread it. My wife's parents rent a house that accommodates all their children and grandchildren for one week in the summer, and the whole family is expected to go. I'm a very private person, and it is chaotic with so many people and kids in one house. The only way I can get any privacy is to retreat to my room and close the door. I only get two weeks vacation, and I'd rather not spend it my, spend my hard-earned vacation time with all these relatives I don't feel comfortable with. Am I being unreasonable to want a year off from the family circus? We are arguing over it constantly because she feels we should be there. But this time, I'm going to stand my ground. I think. Help. Signed, crammed in on Lake Michigan. That would be crammed in on Lake Michigan. But I am having a problem with my ocular cavities today scanning and reading the English language. So two sure. really similar themes here. Family, a vacation, and marriage. Uh, why don't we read? Well, I'd, like I'd like to talk a little bit more on this, but why don't you read uh, Abby's answer? I'll read mine, and then we'll jibber-jabber. Sure. Dear readers, I have had a flooded box this week. <laughs> to say that it is overflowing would be a gross understatement. It is ripe with dewy disappointments and reeks of regret. I don't know another time where my box has been stuffed so badly looking for relief. What has caused my box to take such a pounding? (laughs) Vacation woes. That's right. How is something that is supposed to bring such pleasure fraught with such pain? Letter after letter, line after line, penned with such regret at taking a break from all your worries only to end up sobbing in the closet with a bottle of Tito's and no mixer. Each trip begins with such promise. Weeks of saving and planning, scoping out the right place to kick up your feet and relax. Many readers have said that their vacations are ruined and are stuck there for the duration. Well, let me give you my two bits on this. If you don't like where you're at and you've sacrificed and scrimped and saved just to have it all shot to hell, then you should have a backup plan. Think fast and think quick on your feet. If the family you're visiting is, is less of the Pradies and more of the Mansons, Say that there was a fire at home and you've got to get back and you have to get back and check it out. Little Tommy's a whiz with Photoshop, so get him working and doctoring up a picture for some proof. If your sister is making fun is making fun in the sun more like beach at Normandy, check out all check out of that hell house and find a cheap last minute uh, hotel. Go on hotels.com or hotel tonight and see what you can find. I have found a lovely hotel at the 11th Indian stretch of a sisterly weekend and was surprised at the affordability and prestige of that hotel. I know, I know. Why plan two trips? Because, dear readers, nothing ever goes to plan. Delivering babies, piercing your own ears, at home Prince Albert, they all seem to, to need a backup plan. So be flexible and enjoy the adventure of the adventure. Oh, how inspiring. Uh, there were a couple of little themes that recur on this side of things. And this oh. is what I know. 
I was surprised at, at one specific word in particular. All right. Here's what Anne has to say. Dear crammed Anne Hare, ain't marriage awful? When you took your marriage vows, you made a deal with one person, not 17. Not the close talkers or the handsy huggers or the drunk uncles who drink a handle of Tito's vodka while on family vacation at Lake George and confess to a torrid affair with Lindsey Graham. But unfortunately, when you buy the cow, you get the tangy, unpasteurized, awkward milk to go with it. And that's why, for better or for worse, is etched into marriage vows. For every good time you have together, there are ten that involve a herd of other people ready to make you miserable. Family vacations were designed for disaster. That is why they've been the subject of timeless classic films like National Lampoon's Vacation, Summer Rental, and the Manson Family documentaries. A bunch of relatives, most of whom you only see for three hours at Christmas, now suddenly forced to spend seven days in a crappy Airbnb drinking, sharing a single bathroom, and doing outdoor activities that will most likely end in someone having a massive coronary. Who knew cornhole was so exhausting? I'm pretty sure family vacations were the template for the TV show The Real World. But here's the good news. Right? Here's the good news. This year, you have the perfect get-out-of-jail-free card. A global pandemic. What better way to say, I don't want to be around you, than the excuse of a highly contagious, potentially deadly disease floating through the air. This little COVID gem is going to get more people out of trouble than Johnny Cochran. Thank you, Wuhan. The hardest part of getting out of something is breaking the chain. The yearly ritual is the thing that makes people return, despite anyone really even enjoying it. It took years for Jules and I to find a way out of hosting our annual wife-swapping-slash-drug-mule party and potato sack race. I was so tired having to host that one, the cleanup alone drove me to drink. Mercifully, one year, Carl Reiner got crabs, and that one event stopped the cycle. When the next year arrived and I got the usual looking forward to sitting on your face messages, I said, you know what? That year off made me realize it's not fair for us to hog everything and play host. This year, we'll let Carl do it. His place is sanitized by now. And no one batted an eye. Talk to your wife. Tell her your thoughts. Find a way to graciously bow out and lay the blame at the feet of the government. Everybody's got a Carl Reiner crab story. Let COVID be yours. Then revisit the situation in 2021 when indoor dining will finally come back again. And Manson family. Well, we have some common themes here. We did. Actually, I think the Manson family started out as a trip to Disney World. Someone beating their meat? Yes, it is. It's my jewels. He's hitting me with the ring hand, just like at our annual wife swap slash drug mule potty and potato sack race. Right now, you know what it's time for, and then we'll say goodbye forever. Well, until next time, it's time Time. for a special ticket. We should come I up with a fruity pebble cocktail. That has to be out there. You know what? Next time, I'm saying this to the stratosphere to remind myself, we need to do a fruity pebble or cereal-based cocktail. I dare you. I dare you. But this week, however, it is vacation-themed and our cocktail 
of the week is a Bahama Mama. Mm, brought to our attention because James Jules Ferris went to college in the 80s. Amen. So, listen to these ingredients that make you want to go into diabetic shock. We have a half right. ounce of rum, a half ounce of coconut flavored rum. So there's two different rums in this. A half ounce grenadine syrup, one ounce orange juice, one ounce pineapple juice. Shake and pour oh. into a hurricane glass or a tiki glass filled with crushed ice. Garnish with a pineapple wedge, an orange slice, and one of them good old fashioned very red maraschino cherries. So here is a ta- some tasting notes from our jewels. It's time to take the cover off the pool, or in our case, blow it up and get the hose. Which means it's also time for a rummy, juicy summer cocktail that is an industry standard on any beachy-themed vacation. This is just one version of this drink. Some folks prefer this in a blender with crushed ice, making the final result a slushy, lip-smacking, waiter, I'll have three more treat. Others may add a bit of banana liqueur to it and give it that even deeper oh. tropical experience. Listen, people, so there are deep. times... Oh, my God, very beachy. Listen, people, there are times when a unique, original, out-of-the-box, crafted cocktail can make all the difference in your alcoholic consumption experience. This ain't one of those times. It's too damn hot. I'm on vacation. Don't make me think. Just keep the drinks coming and no one will get hurt. And that, oh, look at this, is the Bahama Mama. Look at this being delivered to me like I am sitting poolside at the Marriott or a very fancy Red Roof Inn. Take a gander (laughs) at that bad daddy right there. I am a big fan of crushed ice, and I have no control over myself when I'm given a cocktail with it. So here we go. Cheers to you. Oh, I'm going to need an insulin shot. That is so good, though. It's so good. Just throw up. It's like when a little kid has sugar fruity pebbles for the first time in their life, and you're like, I want more. I'm having. Does it taste like an alcoholic Capri Sun? It does, but without any of the hassle of trying to break into the Capri Sun like it's fucking Al Capone's vault. (laughs) Getting into a Capri Sun, I have sliced my hand open more times as a child than I care to say. Thank God I was covered by my parents' health insurance. More Capri Sun accidents happened in my life than anything else. What You know, the only thing that could have made it worse is making it a metal straw for kids. Like just like right through and into your vein. Well, get ready. That's the new generation of Capri Sun, I'm sure. Reusable metal straws in your impossible-to-penetrate pouch. Um, let me explain this to you for a second because right. I know, first of all, look at the size of it. You know a cocktail is good when it when it gets put in your hand and there's like a, a weight distribution that has to happen uh-huh. for you to keep it sturdy. Yeah, like my wrist can't doesn't have the strength to hold this up. It, um, it's like a slushy in that I feel like it's going to stain my mouth. I'm going to have that little kid red popsicle mouth when I'm, when I get through this, but it's the coconut rum or that's, I am a big coconut fan and that just comes through. Mm. Is it Malibu rum? Is it Malibu rum coconut flavored? Uh, I think it can be. Oh, this is Cruzon. So you have a regular rum, like a Bacardi rum, and then you have a coconut flavored, which I believe is also Malibu with like, because I know people who were like, I have Malibu and pineapple juice. And I'm like, 
I'd have to brush my teeth after that. I'm definitely going to have to brush my teeth after this, but I'm holding it close to me. I'd have to, to go because... to the dentist after that. This is actually a drink that looks like me. So, especially after you leave me out in the sun for about 15 minutes, doesn't it? It looks yeah. like me wearing yeah. a little jaunty cap right there. That's yeah. my beret. Like, like a little little fascinator. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm going like to high tea. Yeah.